0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, joining me now, Alan Dove, local professional photographer. We've got Alan in this morning to talk about his contribution to a most interesting series called Postcards from New Zealand. Uh, Morena, good to have you with us, Alan. Thanks for coming in.
1: Morena, Jeff. Thank you.
0: I've had a little bit of a look at, at your contribution. It's a f- part of a series that's up online on the YouTube channel. Um, And, well, rather than me describe it, I'll get you to. But tell us a little bit about how you got attracted to the Postcards from New Zealand project.
1: Uh, Well, funnily enough, I actually wasn't aware of it until they um, sent out a call for submissions um, not that long ago. Um, I'm on the uh, Auckland Festival of Photography email list. So once I saw that, um, I decided i just finished this project called um, Around the Sun and Under the Clouds. Uh, which is a time-lapse, and um, I decided that it would be good to submit that and found out whether they were interested in... Actually, a, um, a time-lapse is more like a video than opposed to a series of still photos, so I checked first that they were interested in that, which they were. And so I submitted it, and they um, they seemed to really like it, so from there they, they went and put me in the... Uh, postcards from the NZ um, exhibition. It's a digital exhibition, so there's no kind of physical, um, you know, space showing uh, the various um, exhibitors. But so it's purely all online. So yeah,
0: it's a beautiful piece you've done. Um, tell us Thank about you. the settings.
1: Okay. Um as I travel around, um sometimes if, if I'm on holiday or doing mountain biking or sometimes working, I'll um if I see a nice um landscape and with, you know, clouds moving across the sky or maybe the waters um you know, getting blown by the wind, um I'll set up my camera on a tripod and tap- make a time lapse. And so basically that is setting um your camera so the shutter clicks every, approximately once every second, Um, sometimes it can be a bit once every two seconds or sometimes even a bit shorter. Basically you're kind of in slow motion, you're capturing um, the movement of, of nature and those, so I generally take somewhere between about 300 to 500 shots or roughly a second apart And then in video editing software, you bring all those photos together and you speed it up, and you speed it up quite a lot, so it ends up being um, a video sequence, normally about 10 or 20 seconds long, Um, and um, the video to work properly has to be 25 frames a second, so basically those um, one second apart photos, 25 of them make one second of the, the video, so and what this does is it um, creates everything sped up so you get this lovely sort of sense of time um, being um, increased and um, things that you don't really notice like clouds moving across the sky, unless it's really windy, but often those sort of movements happen quite slowly um, with the time lapse you speed all that up and it's, it's slightly surreal but um, it's a very intriguing um, process. And um, many people are working in this medium, um, and but I decided to um, work in black and white. I've always, as a professional photographer, um, most of my work actually is in colour, but most of my, or a lot of my personal work is, generally ends up in colour. I've always loved the black and white medium, I love black and white portraiture, and um, I hadn't really noticed anyone doing black and white um, time lapses and the New Zealand landscape especially the South Island landscape with its bare hills and you know beautiful high country and intense skies um, works very well with black and white especially if you kind of process it correctly so and what parts of New Zealand uh, do we see reflected in your
0: contribution? uh,
1: At the um, I probably won't remember them all, but there's some time lapses taken. Lake Pukaki, um, Twizel, sort of farming area around there, Lake Ohau, uh, in the terrace area of uh, central Otago. Um, I was on a mountain bike ride doing the St James cycleway um, last year, and we, I did some up there as well, so up in sort of you know, north of Hamlet Springs. Um, so, oh, so of course, as you, Otago. Of yes, course. Uh, well, and, you know,
0: I mean, so your eye is out, is it? You know, when you're doing other things, you're going out into the landscape, you're thinking, oh, uh, this, this, this might suit this kind of style of work well for me. You respond to it in some way.
1: Yeah, I do. I guess it's um, really all to, to do with like if it's a beautiful still day and there's no clouds, blue sky that's not going to make a very interesting time lapse Um, so it tends to be days where there's lots of you know weather action happening and particularly if you're around mountains and you've got clouds sort of getting blown over the mountains and then you know they clear then you're going to be pretty much guaranteed a a great um time time lapse so but a a couple of the the opening um sequence and the the ending sequence uh days where there's actually not a lot of cloud action but um i film uh one of them's um actually uh of um a hill of, in, near lake ohau and i filmed the sun kind of going up the hill so while that wasn't so much about clouds it was more about capturing um, you know the sunset and the basically the shadow going up the side of the hill so yeah
0: you know a lot of people have a certain degree of technology on their phones they might be trying stuff like this out for themselves you're taking it to a to another level in terms of the equipment you're using in terms of the um the, the, the editing process you're doing uh, and, and you're creating what is a, a piece of visual art what what is the what are you hoping to leave the viewer with
1: um i think just something that's visually beautiful really that they can be intrigued with. I mean I find time lapses um, very intriguing and um, I think there's a slightly they're they're removed from reality in the sense of time is spared up and we all know that clouds are moving across the sky as the wind blows them you know in whatever direction the wind's blowing but to see them spared up it's it's just kind of like a um, you know it's just an intriguing beautiful thing and um, there is so first of all, I'm trying to just make something that is intrinsically beautiful, and hopefully people um, are intrigued by it. Um, but secondly, uh, there is a, a slight sort of political thing where I'm um, wanting to show that by showing time moving faster. For me, it's a, a metaphor about how um, you know we've really got to start changing the ways we live on this world. Quickly, um, because the the beautiful nature that we're seeing in the shots, you know, may one day not be there because of um, you know global warming.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? The Auckland F- Festival Photography um, sought these contributions really as a way of. Um, of acknowledging that we've had a period of time where we haven't been been able to necessarily move as freely as we like at times. There's other people locked down all over the world. Um, COVID's still a very big factor. But for many of us in New Zealand, uh, we did get that chance and have had that chance to ex- continue to explore our backyard, take a bit more notice of what's going on.
1: That's right. I mean, I'm forever grateful that um, I've been able to travel around New Zealand, uh, you know when the rest of the world's under lockdown or multiple lockdowns um, yeah, I think you 're right. I mean, I think a lot of lots of kiwis are um, you know they're sort of traveling overseas they 're traveling more around New Zealand and um just not that anyone ever forgot how beautiful New Zealand is but I think they're sort of reappreciating what a wonderful country we live in and and um how lucky we have been absolutely. You've
0: yeah. been a professional photographer for how long now Alan?
1: Uh approximately 25 years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so you're always I guess looking for um the next professional challenge as this part of that.
1: And um I guess it is a professional challenge, strictly speaking. And the reason I'm sort of just um, haltering a little is um, I mean, this is, uh, I guess, what well, not, no, I, I don't strictly regard it as professional work in the sense of um, the work I would do for a client who, who contacts me and has a very specific brief. This is more my own um, personal work. Um, but having said that, I am um, moving into doing more personal fine art work. And um, working in sort of effectively video is something quite new for me and an area I'm wanting to move in more, both professionally for clients and also my own personal work. And so I found it quite challenging moving that way. Uh, working with the video um, is really quite different from working with still, image, still images. There are a few common things like you know composition and working with light, uh, and of course working you know you're working with the same camera gear for video and uh, still photos these days. You know modern cameras are very capable at doing both. Um, but yes, I. Well, I don't really call it professional work in the traditional sense of doing it for um, immediate payment or for for clients. It's more something that I'm really doing for myself, and you know, it's a it's a bonus. Other people like it as well. So, is
0: it easy to find the time to do that when you are uh, otherwise engaged in a profession?
1: Uh, I think generally you have to make time, but. um, you know, um, being a uh, professional photographer and effectively freelance, you'll find these, these spaces in your diary and um, where you can do projects like this. And you really just have to keep it on the top of your mind and just think, well, OK, I've got half a day this Thursday. Where do I want to go and, you know, what do I want to do and what the weather's going to be like? And um, so I'm work- working on multiple personal projects. Um, uh, certainly time lapses, I'm, I'm going to carry on doing more and I actually, it's called um, Around the Sun and Under the Clouds Part 1 and uh, that's very deliberate, call, giving it a part number because um, there's definitely going to be a Part 2 coming on. I'm about to start that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling excited and fired up about um, exploring this new medium.
0: Well, we'll find the Postcards from New Zealand series up online on YouTube. In fact, if you just put, uh, go into YouTube and put Postcards from New Zealand, you'll bring up this series and you bring up Alan's contribution. you had a chance to have a look at some of the other contributions as well, Alan?
1: Uh, a little bit, very briefly. That is something I'm wanting to do, actually, over the next few days, yeah. Yes, I did actually try and find um, the Postcards from New Zealand series on going through the um, festival website, and um, it was quite tricky, actually. It wasn't um, that easy. So, as you suggested, Jeff, um, going directly to YouTube and searching um, postcards from NZ. And uh, if you put in my name, you'll come straight to that. But um, there are lots of other good ones as well. Otherwise, business going well, Alan? It is at the moment, actually. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's tough uh, economic times. um, And you have busy months and you have quiet months. uh, But right now, I'm really busy, so can't can't complain.
0: Where can people find you online?
1: Uh, if they go to www.dovephotography, and that's Dove, D-O-V-E, photography, one word, nz. Fantastic.
0: So. Alan Dove, thanks so much for taking some time to join us on the awesome morning show. Thanks for your contribution to this, uh, this wonderful series, Postcards from New Zealand, and, uh, and for all the, the work you're doing locally as well. Good to have you in. Thanks, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.